Hello and welcome to Is Mania's a Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Omar Lopez, and I am joined with someone who you should never bring to a trust booth. Josh Hemo. Why? Why can't I go to a trust booth? It's not that he won't catch you for anyone interested. Mm -hmm. It's just he can't lift you up. 100%. That's actually true. (laughs) It'll snap his spine. It will crush me flat. Maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm too thick for you, Josh. Fat. (laughs) I I will not relive the uh situation it's that, okay that, we don't that talk about experience we don't, 14 years ago we don't talk about it it's fine <laughs> all right so this is our podcast where we watch a spongebob episode for the week and we discuss little lessons that we can learn along the way and hopefully have some fun while doing so um this week we are watching season four episode 13 the new leaf and once bitten act one the new leaf So in this episode, Plankton tells Mr. Krabs that he surrenders and will no longer pursue the Krabby Patty formula and will open a knickknack shop called the Chumporium. After some time, Mr. Krabs reaches out to Plankton and decides to give their relationship a fresh start, eventually giving Plankton the Krabby Patty formula from a place of trust and love. And it turns out Plankton had a very, very convoluted plan that finally worked out where he got the Krabby Patty formula. But surprise, surprise, Mr. Krabs even had a more convoluted plan. So um, for our discussion topic, I wanted to ask, do you think convoluted plans work? And have you ever successfully executed one? Hmm, that's a good question. Uh, I don't know if I've ever done like a big convoluted plan. I'm trying to think of something that I've like, I don't know. Like started and executed yeah. like over a series of years. Yeah, something. I feel like that like it takes so much forethought and like I've never had that much of a forethought in my life to do something like that. Like, I don't know. How about you? I don't know. I feel like my convoluted plans aren't as convoluted when I look back at them. Like they're not like long term acts. Yeah. Like I think of just like the white lies I would tell my parents or like the things I would go out of my way to like do things that I wasn't allowed to do. Yeah. Like, but even then that wasn't like convoluted. Like one time I snuck out and like I did like the very classic like put something under your like bed so it looks like you're there. And then I looked out because like my mom was doing laundry at the same time. So like I I lengthened the dry cycle on the on the clothes and like then I even thought about okay it's gonna be loud to open the door when I come back in. So I'm gonna put like something in the door to like keep it from closing all the way. So, like, a lot of, like, convoluted things are just, like, things I've done in the moment. High school Omar was a evil genius. Oh, <laughs> I've always been an evil genius. The problem <laughs> is, like, uh, I was very much a goody two-shoes. Uh-huh. And I once I literally actually got outside of the house, I was a nervous wreck the entire <laughs> time. I, I ended up, like, going back home pretty quickly. And, like, when I went to lay back in, like, bed, I had, like, this adrenaline rush. And I was like, I hate this. <laughs> Because the entire time I was thinking, I was like, what if my parents like wake up? And I don't know if I, I think I was smart enough to bring my cell phone. Yeah. If I had one at the time, I'm trying to remember. But like, I also like, it scarred me so bad that when my friend in the future, like, or I'm talking about later in high school asked, like said she was going to go like sneak out. I said, don't, don't do it. It's not worth it. I literally told her like from the safety of my bed, I was like, do not go out, do not meet that person and do not like hang out or whatever. But it turned out that she did go out, did meet that person, and turns out that uh, she didn't have cell service. So when she got back into cell service, her um, parents knew that she had snuck out. Busted. But guess what? You know what's kind of bullshit, though? What? Is uh, her, her brother, I think, ratted her out. Wow. What a piece of crap. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, think he, I think he went into her oh room my God. or walked past her room and saw that. She was gone. Snitches get stitches. She must have beat his butt afterwards, I hope. She also made the mistake of going out the window. Oh. Which I think when you have your window open makes it seem like someone broke in. So I think, I don't know if that was a factor into it. Man, but, um, I must have missed this like whole phase in high school where you get like sneak out and stuff. Like I stayed out like past midnight a lot and just was like mm-hmm. hanging out with people and doing that I shouldn't have been doing. Yeah. But I was never like... I don't know. I I guess I got in trouble once. I came home drunk once, and that's when I got in trouble. But other than that, like I never was like questioned or anything. But I mean, in the case of Fatima's mom, she would be like 
just let her do things a lot of times. Mm-hmm. And like Fatima just wanted to be asleep at a certain time, I'm assuming. So it I don't know, were your parents that way? Like my parents were very much like very strict. Like be home at like ten. And if you're not home at ten, you're grounded for like a week. So like No, I don't even know. They weren't I guess they weren't that strict about stuff now that I think about it. But I don't know. It's like a whole <laughs> it's like a whole other rabbit hole. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, I remember one time my parents were so well, they're not super strict about the curfew. Well, I I think it is. Thinking back now, I think it was kind of over the top where I would ride my bike from one end of the post to the other and I think it took us like 20 minutes to get from one place to another because uh-huh. it was all uphill the way back. Yeah. And it was I think it was snowing or raining at the time and we left late, which was my fault, but it, the snow and the wind made it so much harder to like pedal it's like the little like arizona snow that like just yeah. hits you in the face it's just more sleet. rain than anything it's yeah sleet, exactly yeah so like when i got home i was like five to ten minutes late and my parents like you're grounded and i was like but i had to like pedal through the snow blah 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 i remember being <laughs> so upset about it it was pretty bad well i think like going out i think like mixing all this conversation with the episode and stuff do you think like that like betraying that trust with your parents and like this episode it's very much like betraying trust and stuff right mm-hmm. do you think that because you were grounded and stuff like that made you a better person do you you form better bonds with your parents because of that i don't know because i've seen it backfire yeah. i've always been a goody two-shoes in general uh-huh. so i don't know like i mean we see it here in the episode that like um plankton you know, he he didn't have that trust. He didn't build up that trust. No. Mm-mm. You know, and I don't know if maybe his parents didn't. didn't <laughs> they didn't give a, a strong enough curfew. But I don't know. It's it's hard to say. Yeah. You know, let's actually dive into this episode. And um, I want to bring up one of the first moments that I was like, this is kind of weird. Is Mr. Krabs like where he's like, oh, look at my surrender banner or whatever. And Mr. Krabs looks at it and he's like, like don't make fun of me about being illiterate and i was taking like, a stab Mr. at my Krabs, illiteracy yeah yeah has he been illiterate this whole time i I, I can't imagine that he has right i mean like who made the signs for the crusty crab or you know may, a- maybe that's why the crusty crab is spelled with a k because he doesn't know how to spell his yeah own name. oh my god oh that's pretty tragic <laughs> oh my god oh man I don't know, but I think of all the times, oh, maybe that's why he likes money so much. Yeah. Number, the numbers make sense to him. There's a lot of dumb rich people out there, so like it makes sense. It all, it all reads. <laughs> wow. I feel like a little bit you know, less contempt for Mr. Krabs. Yeah. It's still there. It's just I feel a little bad that I He's I just he's just like read. really good at math, but like struggles on like English and grammar. I get it. You know, we all have our <laughs> our weak spots, so Um, how do you feel about Plankton's knickknack shop? You know, I kind of hate knickknack shops. I don't know. I, I think it's just because, like, I lived in, like, two major cities, and they're, like, riddled with knickknack shops. Like, you can't walk around New York without passing, like, three freaking, like, souvenir stores. Yeah. <laughs> or, like, statues. It's like, why are we doing this? Like, do people actually do this? Like, go into those stores and stuff? Like... And, like, the biggest example other than New York is, like, every time I've been to New Orleans, it's so bad. I think, like, every shop in New Orleans is just, like, knickknack shops everywhere. So, to me, I, I kind of hate them. That's how I felt in Puerto Rico when yeah. we went to visit. Because Fatima and I were looking for, like, souvenirs to bring home. And they're just, like, you can tell that they all buy their stuff from, like, the same Chinese manufacturer. And then they just put it, like, on and they price it at a slightly different rate than something else. So, it's, like, almost the only time it's worth it to go to all of them is to, like, Find one, see how much their magnets are. Go to another, see how much their magnets are. Because I always feel bad, like haggling in those places. Yeah. Because I know that like people are just you know trying to make a living. It just, but it make those gifts. They just feel so half. And that's the that's yeah. my problem with it. Because like I'm not like I I've had family who's never been to New York, but I'm not gonna go down to like one of those souvenir shops and buy them like I love New York shirt, right? Because it's just like you can get those at a Walmart or like the thing on is, Amazon. People like those. That's the problem. It's like my mom, I remember for Christmas, she wanted a tote bag that when she came for uh, Thanksgiving, I told her, I was like, don't buy it up here. It's cheaper in Chinatown. Mm. And then we ended up not buying it in Chinatown because of just like scheduling. Mm. And then so I was like, okay, I'm going to buy this tote bag. And I ended up buying it for her. But like, again, she wanted it. I think it's, it's very interesting. Like it's a, it's a mix. Like sometimes you just want something like hokey like that. Like for me, like I, I'll buy a shot glass for my dad because he collects them. And like, yeah. 
even though you're like at a place that I guess like shot mat glasses and magnets are one thing, but like yeah. t shirts never made. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, no, I guess each their own. Like I always feel guilty because like I'd get Hard Rock Cafe t shirts, and yeah. as I got older, I was like, why am I wearing these? Yeah, <laughs> and they're good as souvenirs, but then I don't know. That's why I've switched, like you said, to magnets. Yeah, because like magnets are my thing. Those are like a conversation piece, at least. It's not like you're spending a ton of money on a, a t-shirt, you know. Yeah. But I wonder that if the Champorium would have done better if it was all bikini bottom related paraphernalia, right? Because like, what did he have? He had snow globes. Yeah, yeah. Weird like dolls and stuff. Yeah, like even in the boxes, like snow globes, like a candy cane, that weird scary teddy bear with those eyes. Yeah. <laughs> Frickin' frack and bubblegum is what he said. <laughs> it was going to be inside it. Oh, and like, I've read the moment where SpongeBob just, he, like, Mr. Krabs, like, keep your eyes peeled. He, pills- he literally, oh my yeah, god, it's so gross looking. But it's a very light SpongeBob episode. It is, yeah. But you know, I didn't remind too much because I kind what I liked about this episode is that it gave us a different twist on Plankton and Mr. Krabs' relationship a little bit. Yeah, what if they had been friends? Yeah, because I thought it it was kind of actually really sweet, right? All the stuff that they were doing and like hanging out. And like, I could genuinely see Mr. Krabs calling Plankton at like 3 a.m. being like, hey, I'm sorry that, you know, I treated you this way, you know? What I wrote uh, in my notes, which I actually really liked, is this act is a very cinematic act. There's some like overly dramatic parts, like when they like, have their little breakup before he calls but like when he does make that phone call the like uh the way they lit it in animation looks so moody yeah i thought heard... even like their whole little montage together is like very cinematic and the very end with like the sunset yeah that's why i read like, the sunset on the gorgeous. dock i was like wow okay this is really pretty this whole moment is like very nicely done yeah and it's funny because like you think of like when you think of animation you think pretty animation is usually like you know actual like actual anime like you know more eastern animation but like every now and then i feel like spongebob shines with these really great and like artistic frames and like either like not really compositions i would say but i think definitely in like their colors and their the way like they draw like squidward's face or the eyes peeled yeah drawing these outrageous things but still like making them look real in context of like bikini bottom that's what i've enjoyed about season four like i, I know we talk a lot of <laughs> about season four <laughs> which we like is it deserves uh, some of it's it a, yeah it does deserve some but there are like really the art in this season is very nice like it is very much like it is very like beautiful in moments like this and i think like you said this this episode really emphasizes that which and then uh, this yeah. season isn't hand-drawn right this is like the digital i don't i don't know that's a good season? question i don't know if for sure so yeah i just looked it up and it looks like they changed they did change after the movie because that's when uh steven left oh and the whole team so they changed out the whole animation team okay um but like one thing i do want to say is like i do like the feelings so much of season one like the hand-drawn yeah situation but uh season apparently two and three were like a combo where they would hand draw animation wise and then they'd ink and paint it digitally using like tablets or whatever Kind of makes it you... wasn't made in a different way, I guess. Okay, that's really cool though. That's really cool to hear. I kind of it makes you kind of want to look back at other cartoons and see like which did the same thing and stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like a lot of people compare like early SpongeBob that it looks a lot like Rocco's Modern Life, yeah. like coloring. But I don't know it, it. But I I do think that it it does lend itself to like being really pretty if you look for it. Yeah. You know, I think so too. Yeah, and I know sometimes like some background work is. A little bit more like sloppy especially in the older cartoons because you know you're trying to meet a deadline but that sunset is real nice it's a yeah. real nice sunset a good touch highly suggest <laughs> what is it about someone um saying your name like um where he says those were the days right eugene and he like the way like someone that type of tone that like low-key condescending tone where it's like i'm i've grown up and i've matured why is it that when someone talks like that it just hits such a different way in such a annoying and frustrating way i think it's just though because i don't know that's a good question i think it's just the way that you like you interact with people daily right yeah i don't know that was actually one of my lessons was if you want to make someone mad say their name in a condescending way 100 (laughs) percent. if you want to if you want to uh seem better than or if you know that like that's how you know someone is serious is when they use like your full name or something like that like that's how i know when my mom was ever mad 
she would use like she would use DJ or David Joshua. I was like, oh, this is yeah. it. Act up. <laughs> but I think it's like interesting because I can be like, oh, okay, yeah, Josh. So we did this, blah, 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 blah. But if I say, oh, like, oh, Josh. Josh, Josh, Josh. Yeah, see, that's different. Yeah, you, kinda, really cha- yeah. you really changed. You really <laughs> changed since the last two seconds. You know, like it just, it flips it all. It does hit the artery. Yeah. yeah. Plankton has the strength of an Olympian. So we kind of mentioned like, oh, the, yeah. the trust booth. But the fact that he could like, basically like shoulder press mr krabs is kind of amazing well i think it makes me think how come he hasn't done that more often before and i like it was funny because like i didn't like again i don't really remember a lot of these episodes so in the beginning of this episode when he's holding up that like little white the white flag um that was it was like bigger than him i was like surprised that he can hold up like this metal pole with this thing and then they bring it back later that he like holds up eugene uh with like a whole and now i'm using eugene whoa <laughs> <laughs> holds up mr krabs with like his entire body. I was like this is this is weird like suggestion of plankton strength but maybe it's like an ant where ants can like lift like 20 times or however many times their body size it is yeah and then he goes with the the drinking soda when he go they go drink together like the drinking soda cup is like bigger than him yeah. and i was like how would that feel to like drink something that is literally bigger than your body like I'd be like the equivalent of us going to the top of the Empire State Building and just like drinking. Drinking an entire margarita. <laughs> yeah, the size <laughs> of the Empire State Building. You know? That'd be wild. Um, so what did you think about like, um, one of my favorite parts of the episode is when Mr. Krabs is like, I'll just throw this in with like the rest of your friends from the past. And he opens up like a specific closet that he has all of like Plankton's failed like attempts and I think we have like Crab Borg in there and a bunch of tape recorders, a rocket. I like it. I like it. Um, just like how Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy do it. Yeah. How they keep all their stuff. For me, it's very superhero esque. Yeah. Keep all your like your enemies like stuff. Even like Superman does it too. And it's like that thought that maybe I could use this in the future to stop future evil. Yeah. But it's also like low key keeping like a nuke in your house just to be like maybe I could use this <laughs> just in case for future evil instead of just getting rid of it. I don't know. I do. I did like that little throwback to the crab Borg and everything. Yeah. Um, this diabolical like the moment I really liked the best was this where he says my diabolical extremely convoluted plan worked. I should be a politician. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> yes. There's the adult joke I wanted. Don't trust your politicians is what I put on my small <laughs> lessons. And also check your place for bugs. Like when Mr. Krabs is looking in the snow globe mm-hmm. for uh, different things. Uh, what oh, uh, small lessons did you get? Uh, I wrote down find your bliss because uh, it did ge- genuinely seem like Plankton was happier when he mm-hmm. was running the uh, knickknack shop, you know? And it's, it's like a lot of times we talked about it where sometimes you're not in the right job and you got to try something different and mm-hmm. that's what you do it. And then, um, the other one I got was like learn to apologize because Mr. Krabs does kind of lose his crap and like destroy the entire Chumporium, right? But then he decides to call and whatever, even though it was like mm-hmm. a big convoluted plan. It did show me that like sometimes you got to know to be the bigger person and call and yeah. be like, I'm sorry I did this. I'm sorry I acted out, you know? And learn how to make that sincere apology. Yeah, exactly. Um, One thing I did have a hard time with was the idea that not having competition uh like brings you peace i guess i just i, I wrote down as a very because i haven't lived in a world like that yeah i just wrote down as a very toxic toxic relationship to think about right yeah to think that like well now that i don't have this competition like what do i have in my life i guess i could just become mm-hmm. friends i'm just like that's just such a weird way of thinking right yeah i don't know because like for me i'm like okay if you get enjoyment from the rivalry and then your rival leaves yeah. and then you become the only person that does that thing. Like, I don't know. I guess if you're in it for the rivalry, what are you doing? Right. And I think that's where we need a lot more backstory about Mr. Krabs and Plankton's past. Like exactly where did this like arch nemesis stuff develop from? And I think we do get it eventually. Yeah. Um, but I think that's what it lends itself to is that, that Mr. Krabs has been like, this is his daily life. He lives with having this arch enemy, right? So what else is he going to do without it? Well, I'll find out once I kill you. I like to see you and try. Time for the bubble break. Bubble break. Bubble break time. So, um, what I want to talk about mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is if we had our own uh, knickknack shop yeah. where we had frickin' frack and bubble gum. What frickin' frack would we have? <laughs> 
Okay, well, you definitely got to have um, our own brand of mayonnaise, I think, right? Oh, yeah. 100%. Definitely. I think I, I really like like going to like Bisbee or like Old Tucson. And my favorite like knickknack shops are the ones that like sell like artisan oils and like spices mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So I like the idea of having like an artisan mayonnaise, that has, like different flavors and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. We'll call it aioli. Yeah. <laughs> Formioli, oh no, it should be formioli, oh my. formioli, give me the aioli. Oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little bit of a stretch, rhyme-wise. But, but then damn, like, we do good. different like flavors, <laughs> like with, uh, like I always, I'm a huge fan of like some type of like spicier mayonnaise. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a spicy uh, like mm. Like maybe like a... a Sriracha. Yeah, or yeah. like Cal Calabrian, Calabrian chilies. I don't know. I forgot right now. It's really late, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I would know. I would know tomorrow, but not today, <laughs> at this moment. But like some type of flavoring, or like a a dill mayonnaise would be good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, stuff like that. I'd be down for that. And even like maybe do like a drink of some sorts. I don't know what what. But I guess the question is: Do we do we make all our stuff based off the podcast, or do we try to swing into like some SpongeBob based like just enough stuff? that we don't get sued? Yeah, because I because like, are we selling like little fish figurines like the movie does? Because <laughs> I don't know. That's kind of like a double edged sword. Yeah, there. right. Like, do we are we promoting that kind of behavior? <laughs> definitely not. So we're not doing that. <laughs> I definitely think it should all be handmade. If it's okay, anything. yeah, that's where that's where the the IMAP brand comes in. That's true. You know? It's classy enough to be in a Joshi place. Yeah. Joshi's place and classy Elm enough zone. to be in an Elm Zone. Yeah. You know? Because uh, that's obviously where these gift shops are going to be at. Okay. Well, we um, definitely have but, knit blankets with our, like, our logo and stuff on it. Mm -hmm. 100%. And in the future, we're going to have, a, I think we're going to get a logo revamp. Oh, so we're, I got to put both versions. We got to do the, yeah. We got to do the current one. We got to do the one that's on our t shirts. And we got to do the other one that's like, hopefully coming in the future fingers so crossed oh we definitely we got t-shirts people bugging us yeah <laughs> if we get enough people bugging us to do it we'll we'll do it hell yeah um but yeah i definitely think gotta have t-shirts uh -huh. underwear thongs i want to go full tiger king on it condoms. Ooh. okay um but gotta again like condoms all handmade <laughs> handmade condoms <laughs> no i would i would the, the only thing that would be manufactured anywhere is the is the toiletries i feel okay um but i feel like all our products should be some type of artisan screen print like well, someone someone local made them and hand painted them kind of situation okay we got snow globes for sure what mm -hmm. what plushies do we have i feel like every knickknack shop has that plushies do we do do we do like a funko pop version plushie of ourselves do we do like plushies of our brand like what do we do i don't know if we had i we just don't wear anything iconic yeah so i don't know how like nice a funko pop of us would be no definitely not. i think it would just like freaky beady eyed <laughs> funko pops kind of scare me yeah 100 but i i'm open to it like i do I think, think like a, a plushy version of myself a big uh one of those anime pillows of josh <gasps> yes a waifu pillow yeah okay yeah. <laughs> uh but it's hand painted okay sick hand painted waifu and then i think you have to have like a giant teddy bear of you right oh yeah yeah and then when you uh when you unzip the butt, it says I'm lactose intolerant on the inside. Like, <laughs> pull it out. You pull out like a little like uh you know how like in build a barrel that has the hearts yeah. inside? You pull it out and inside there's a small a box of modium. Says, <laughs> yeah. We'll have a partnership. Yeah, there you go. We'll only carry a modium in our in our place. That's good. That's good. I think we yeah. also have to do like Keychains, keychains, yeah. I think we should do like regional stuff too, because we're already doing like regional food and stuff, depending mm -hmm. on and decor decor based on like Ohm Zone and Joshi's place. So I think yeah. we should do swing into the same like regional knickknacks and stuff based on where we're at too. You know. Oh, do you know what we should have? We should find a local artist that does those animation painting like cells, so you can buy like a like an animation cell of you and your family. Oh, okay, yeah, I'd like that. Cause I I have one of those and I like it so definitely need those. Um, I don't know. I feel like we covered a lot. That's a lot. A lot of knickknacks. Yeah. Uh, so let's move on to the second half of 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 the bubble break where we're gonna. This episode comes out on the thirtieth, which is yeah two days before our uh, which year anniversary, Josh? I think second year. Oh my god! I know. We're so old. 
we're it, in our t- our terrible twos, right? It is kind of crazy to think that it's been two years now. Yeah, it doesn't feel like that long. No. Time flies when you're having fun, I right? guess so. <laughs> <laughs> Slow and painful. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm really glad that this podcast has lasted as long as it has. Yeah. Like, again, I don't know how... I haven't checked our analytics in a long time because I, I just started... It's not that I stopped caring. It's just I really took some of our episodes to heart, and I was like, we're doing this for us. That's that's kind of where I've taken it to, and I think when we started talking more about that, it I definitely felt more attached to doing this more. Because I know when mm-hmm. we first started, and we were like very much like, oh, how are we going to promote this? How are we going to do this? How are we going to do this? You know, it, it gets a little daunting, you know? And also, like, sucks the fun out it of does. it a little yeah, bit. Yeah, 100%. And I feel like since then, like, when I've just kind of stopped, even, like, with the the promos and stuff like i don't really care how many likes and stuff they get anymore right mm-hmm. and i'm not caring how many followers we're getting it's more of like this is just like a fun thing that i'm doing right and it's just like yeah. i don't know and it's always and i feel like ever since then like because before i used to make memes and i was like man i hope these go viral and then people will listen to our podcast and i was like you know what like making memes not because they're funny and making memes because like you are trying to get other people to like retweet them or whatever yeah. it's just not as it's not as soul satisfying i guess no definitely not you know and like it's it i feel like it's just has to be and that's how it is with most personal projects it has to be something you care about and like you're having Mm -hmm. fun with and like you know i can say like some of the most fun i've had over the last two years has been like this season when we were coming up with like all these ideas for the imap stuff like and that has just come up like just loosely we're not trying to do anything crazy like with our bubble breaks we're just like let's just shoot the and like make something cool right um, so I have two things I want to ask you to end this bubble break. Uh-huh. Um, the first one is what's something you think this podcast you've learned over the, over the, the course of making it huh. what's something that's like surprised you about it. I think I learned that I've, I've been more acutely aware of not only how like SpongeBob changes, but also mm-hmm. how I've changed, I think, and how people change. And I think that comes from like looking into the lessons and stuff, because I feel like there's a lot of lessons when I've looked back on stuff that we've talked about in past seasons that I necessarily would have gotten, I think, something deeper now. Right. Yeah. And I think that's the same thing with SpongeBob is that we're watching it change and become something different which is not necessarily a bad thing. It's just kind of yeah. interesting to see that happen, you know? Also, like, along those notes, like, even with the changes, how often certain lessons just come up. Yeah. You know, regardless, uh, maybe that's how we are as people. We're just not very creative. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> um, but for me, like, the biggest thing that has surprised me is, you know, when we first started the podcast, I was like, there's a SpongeBob for everything. And that's the whole, like, reason I was like, we got to do this this thing. But the thing that has always surprised me the most was, there is a SpongeBob for everything, but there's also a weird, uncanny way that SpongeBob just like relates to things that are going on currently, oh, which will yeah. make a lot more sense in Act Two, which we'll talk about. Oh, yeah. in Act Two, scary. But, like, it's for me, terrifying. It, <laughs> and again, it's like for me, it's like how often I'm like, you know, this like this lesson that I'm picking up maybe subconsciously is influenced by my life, but it makes so much sense currently right now. Yeah, which is so freaking weird like even like last time with the credit card thing where it's like dealing with credit cards and stuff like that like how it coincides you know right it, i don't know it's odd and i know and like i talked about in the past and the same thing too like I, i've had like dealing with like people drama or stuff like that and like it comes up in an episode and like i'm like oh wow this is like exactly this like weird situation i'm dealing with with someone right now right and you got to skirt around it a little bit but it's funny how that happens and i don't i'm I, I don't know how often that happens in other cartoons, to be fair, you know? Yeah. Yeah, maybe it's just because SpongeBob is so vast. It's transcended. Um, so the next thing I want to do that I want to end on, mm-hmm. um, and I'll go first for mine, okay. is what do you want to see moving forward with the podcast? And mine is very simple. I just want more people to listen and to reach out. And not in a selfish, like, oh, I want everyone to listen to me and be cool. Um, I just want... I would like to see if other people share these sentiments as much as we do. Like we have a bunch of dedicated listeners that will message us. Also shout out to Jose for sending us a email recently, but it's, it's nice. I don't know. It's nice 
having that kind of community. Yeah, I sense. agree. And I think that's kind of what I'm looking forward to too, is that I think when I see podcasts or artists or anything, literally like when it's stayed around long enough, it does build a bigger community. And that's kind mm-hmm. of what I'm hoping for. And that's like the one thing that I feel like is missing a lot of the times with the podcast is like some sort of community interaction, right? Whether that yeah. be like a questions that we get every week or like uh, like interaction about the lessons and stuff. And it's like, it's not that it hurts the podcast, but I think it, it is something that I'm like craving. I, cra- I crave it a little bit, you know? Yeah, I've like, I I do want a future where we like meet up with people. Yeah. And I think we've like, we, maybe we... not even like live shows or even making merch or branding or whatever like that. Like that's like a benefit. Mm-hmm. I just think like, it'd be cool to like, I don't know. Shoot the shit about SpongeBob no, on like a public forum and know that there's gonna be more, more than like two people in interaction. And I think what's really cool about that is that when we've done group and guest episodes, the most surprising thing that our guests walk away with is how easy it is to talk about this. Right? They're yeah. always like, "Oh my gosh, that was just like having a friendly conversation." Like, yeah, exactly. And that's like the magic of it. And I, yeah. that is part of the community thing that I would appreciate more is just like people realizing like. That interaction is would make it just it's become so easy for whatever reason. Whether it's the magic of SpongeBob, I guess, or whatever. That's the fun stuff. Yeah. Act two, once bitten, and I'm gonna give a little disclaimer here before I jump in. Uh, I know a lot of people are trying to avoid a lot of COVID um, related stuff right now, Um, and unfortunately, this act uh, is a little it's a little too close to home. Yeah, just a little bit too much yeah. at the time. Yeah, so if you're looking to avoid it, um, I suggest either jumping forward like 10-ish minutes or just like uh, starting uh, going from the end and back up five minutes to go to the Wumba lesson, um, and you should be safe. Um, but we're going to try our hardest not like focus. Yeah, we're not going to lean too hard into it, but it. it's almost impossible with this act. Yeah, um, and here's why. So here's the description. So um, Squidward is pretty pissed that um gary has been basically leaving his uh snail goo all over his yard so he uh sets up uh some barricades and stuff and uh uh basically yells at spongebob about it and in that yelling gary bites him uh and patrick comes and describes that you know you can catch mad snail disease which comes with a bunch of symptoms. And basically what happens is it becomes this big crazy thing in Bikini Bottom that now everyone's getting bitten by Gary and are panicking about getting mad snail disease, uh, which turns out to be a big hoax in the end. So um, I wanted to ask you, Omar. Is uh, COVID-19 a hoax? Yeah, yes. 100%. No, Was this developed by Nintendo so we all play Animal Crossing for hours and hours straight? 100%, and I thank them for it. <laughs> um, okay, no, but my actual question was, out of all the snail diseases that were listed, and I can give you an a update about that if you need, um, what do you think would be the worst? I'll tell you, because I had it. Okay. Teeing angst. Yes. Teen angst yes. is the worst snail disease you can have. Because I was an angry teen. I had a lot of angst. It was very Harry Potter book five. Uh, That's my favorite that Harry situation. Potter book. Well, that explains a lot. Oh, wow. Um, it doesn't deserve the hate. No, that and the lumpy bump, lumpy bumpy trump. Yeah, that one. Okay, was, yeah. I was like, I don't know what that is, but I, I definitely I don't want it. Like, I definitely don't want it. Yeah, that sounds pretty dangerous. Uh, for those of you who don't know, the list was a uh, rabies, snail pox, self shell, a uh, soft shell dance, uh, which is also kind of weird, bagitis, lumpy bump trump, ting angst, and then of course mad snail disease. Yeah. Oh, and I think. Uh, Grumpy snail itis is a the thing that he says Gary has in right. the end, which like I think is such bullshit that that doctor comes at the very end during like the end of this pandemic yeah. situation, and he's like, "Oh, I'm Doctor Gil Gilliam, and I'm a you know snail disease expert." I'm like, it's been on the news for like the only I news mean, channel. Uh, and to be fair, he was like inside quarant. <laughs> I guess I can use that word quarantined inside the crusty crab with everyone else, right? Like he must have known. Yeah, this act is hilarious because like this entire podcast, like since quarantine, we've been avoiding yeah. saying the word quarantine or anything. You just like broke the seal I know. <laughs> with this this act because it's physically impossible. It, There's it, even a part where he's like, we need to quarantine. Like 
this snail. There's just and I was like, this is too much. Like this is too much. Like we're just saying in the bubble break, it is so wild how much this relates to everything that's going on with COVID. Not that COVID's like a hoax, but like the way yeah. like I wrote down like the way that the media like perpetuates the fear of everything like that, mm-hmm. right? It's just it this episode was like hits the nail so hard in the end, which is just so crazy to me. And then also like um the fact that the symptoms just are so similar to like everyday symptoms. Yeah. It's just like, you know, soreness of throat, rash, bloodshot eyes, no balance, uh, Tick- messy pants, ticklish. which I think means like <laughs> your pants, yeah. Um, I don't know. Um, so those like were kind of ticklish funny. Ticklish like, ribs. Severe, I'm like, everyone yeah. has that, right? <laughs> yeah. Untrimmed Severely toenails. Untrimmed toenails. Um, and like, I get it. Like at a different time, this would be like funnier. Yeah. And I know that it was supposed to be like a mad cow disease situation, yeah. which I don't think really affected anyone right i mean it wasn't it it definitely affected people but i don't think it was like it wasn't as like high impact it wasn't like like swine swine flu flu. no yeah Yeah. um but no like it it was literally impossible when i was watching this like before uh we recorded i was like there's no way josh we cannot avoid like it's so bad. Yeah. It's so bad. Yeah. Like the, the the elephant in the room is gigantic. Like it's squishing it's, us. It's just it's just so fun. It's just like the weird works of the universe that we've been trying so hard to avoid talking about it. And it's just like, yeah. nope, here's a whole episode dedicated to exactly that right now. I'm just like, great, cool, 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 cool. This is good. <laughs> so one of the last uh coronavirus-esque points that I wanted to talk about. Um well, one more, one more before I'm gonna try to avoid okay. it. Uh, when Squidward said it's a suntastic day, I've never been so jealous in my life. Right. Because I hate going outside, and I was like, man, I literally I saw the sun it. come out like yesterday. Yeah. And I was like, man, it's so sunny out. And I like looked out, and I was like, man, all these people having fun in the park with their masks. <laughs> I was like, I was like, them for not staying inside, but also like I understand. I understand it. It's so much warmer today than it was two days ago. I just been like that is one of the things I've missed so much, and like. I'm like low key, like oh, when this is all over, like maybe I do go back to like Arizona for a bit and just like sit in the sun for like days, bake, be- bake for three hours. Yeah, because like it's flip over. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> <Till> well done. <laughs> oh man, um, but I wanted to, uh, um, so I'm gonna try to deviate from this. We're gonna like hold ourselves to that, um, and yeah. see if some other parts of the episode. Um, I want to talk about the nasty feet people have in Bikini Bottom. Trim your god toenails, like yes. oh my First god! First small lesson: yeah. <laughs> trim your tail toenails. Like nasty. I, sometimes I forget to trim mine. Like it just get to a point where I, like it gets like I can I I tell with my socks when I put on my socks I'm like oh it's kind of scratching the sock a little bit but never yeah. to the point where it's like as gross as those toenails were. I was like oh my yeah, god, those are like, just moderately go- bad. <laughs> unless you're going for a Guinness Book of World Records situation, please stop. Nah, trim mm-mm. them, clean oh them, god. or hide them. Hide them from the world. How do people put on socks or shoes? I'm not one to body shame, but if you have toenails like that and you can do something about it, hide them from the world. You deserve to stay inside. You're going to get some Just weird fungus. Your shoes on. Or hangnail yeah. or some crap like that. I don't know. It's so bad. Like, just toenails are just so gross in, in general. general. Yeah. And they stink so bad. Like, <laughs> you cut them, they're bad. I don't know. Everything about it is bad. Not- Speaking of things that are bad, the phrase snail trail he says it early on there's so many weird phrases like referring to this uh goo that you talked about earlier just nothing sounds good no you can't just be like oh his oh he says revolting excretions is what Scooter says but snail trail like was the worst to me because it just sounds like happy trail yeah like the, the two in my head are just too close together and i'm like it's I understand it's not sexual, but it just feels sexual it could because be. it's too close <laughs> to Happy Trail. But when we, you just start off real hard in that episode where you're just like, oh, God, like, I do not want to hear him say those words again. And I think it's hard to move away from it, like how like it could be sexual because just the way that they like depict this like gooey substance is like spurts onto everything. I'm just like, no, nah, there's no way that this isn't like some sort of right it's <laughs> oh, so wrong it's very very <laughs> because wrong. we've talked about it in the past like we don't really understand what snail goo is like it's is it poop is it pee but i don't, I don't know but it's the way that they've depicting stuff i'm just like i don't know like we could google it to find out and i'm sure it's some like just i don't know something some lubrication that they need so they don't scrape their bodies on something but like i don't know i'm not here for what that do you right think now? of uh squidward's <laughs> fort though 
Um, I thought it. I don't know why you would pick splintery wood of all things. I think that that I don't know. Splinters are one of my biggest pet peeves, or not pet peeves. Like I just I don't know what to describe it as. I just hate splinters yeah. in general. I don't think anyone likes splinters, Josh. I think you're in a big group. I guess so. But, but like, why would you choose like purposely choose wood that has like splinters and stuff on it? So is this the first time like we see Perch Perkins? Like I know he's in the movie, but I think this is the first time in the series. I think so. I've ever seen him. I think so. And I, I kind of like that they are now merging the movie into the series a little bit. But I guess I don't yeah. know which was made first. Yeah, so- I mean... I'm pretty sure the movie was made first because so we found out about the season, right? right? Yeah, so, yeah. So that makes sense. I do. But like it was that. nice to like see him. Like I do think Perch Perkins is a good addition to like the extended universe, like cat the cast. Yeah. I guess you know. Yeah. I know it was really nice. So, uh, what small lessons did you get from this episode? Um, I got clean up after your pets. I feel like mm-hmm. that is just a courteous thing to do if you're walking your dog and your dog takes your <laughs> clean it up. There's so many. It's all the time in New York. Oh I'm my God. constantly on the prowl I for dogs. Don't understand why people do that, in especially in New York. The sidewalks are tiny enough. Like I'm gonna step in some, and I'm gonna. It's gonna make my day so much worse. Like please, <laughs> it will definitely piss me off. Yeah, but I, the thing is, like I'm still too much of a baby to say anything about it. I guess so. Unless the person is like, I don't know. Even then, I'm like, what if this person is crazy? The thing is, like, I don't think I've ever seen someone not pick up the poop. That's true. Yeah, I have seen people throw trash on the tracks, yeah. which also drives me insane. But never like someone not intentionally, or at least like if you're gonna leave the poop, leave it in a dirt spot. Yeah, by a tree it's or not something. Not very often. Not in the middle people, of sidewalk. Like, walk there, you know. Yeah. Um. I also have an animal related one. Was don't pet animals that you don't know. Smart. Because they could get pet. Uh. Bit. And then I also have animals usually attack out of pain and or anxiety, mm. some type of protective thing. Because mm-hmm. it's very like um common like for dogs and cats like to start acting more violent or weird when something like that happens when they're uncomfortable or something like that yeah they always say like a very loud dog is actually like not very like dangerous like the the skittish like don't touch me dogs are like the ones that you have to be worried about biting you the chihuahuas yeah the land sharks (laughs) and then the last uh the last small lesson i had was uh misinformation spreads really quickly Uh so try to check it when you can um just like all the advice that we give sometimes what we say is pretty close but i mean we're not experts yeah when we say that all the time so yeah i I got the other ones i got were like um just to vaccinate like not only your pets but you and stuff like that because like just make sure you're away from those diseases are good you know um Mm -hmm. and then like you said finding trustworthy news sources was definitely a thing like i think it's hard when you have so many news sources at your access Mm -hmm. now and I've tried to be better about like just finding ones that just display facts and like have links and stuff for that. Yeah. Um, but definitely not uh, your neighbor being like, this is what happens. Yeah. Or like your like friend from high school on Facebook, like posting like, <laughs> oh my God, I listened to what I just heard. Like, no, those aren't good. So it's like, it's like, no, I'm not going to listen to you, Susan. You failed like every single class. Exactly. I remember you being a, an idiot. So like, not that you have to be good in school to not be an idiot, but I definitely knew you and you were probably really fast. Yeah. So uh, I'm not going to trust your, your judgment. Show on, me the link. <laughs> mad snail disease. Right. I'm going to trust a snail expert. Or Dr. A, and a snail, a snail disease expert. Yeah. Which I think is pretty crazy. Yeah. That how many snail diseases can there be? I mean, Patrick listed a bunch. That's what I want to talk about. Why does Patrick know so much about snails? Or does he actually, like, did he make up all those diseases? Do you think all those ones exist? No, I think uh, Patrick was very much like the, he's like the same thing we've been experiencing now. He's just the person that, like, thinks he knows, uh, gets all his info, and it's like an urban legend. It's like the same, like, but it's never been, like, tested. You know, it's like the five-second rule. Like, people are like, oh, five seconds, and there's no germs on it. It's like, there's the same amount of germs. I just I just really like the idea that Patrick is, like, a low-key conspiracy theorist, that he knows all this and, like, yeah. plays into the myths. That, like, that's what he does when he's at home under his rock all day. He's just like, oh, my God, did you hear about this? <laughs> Still- I think it's interesting that, like, from afar, like, Patrick, you're like, oh, this is great. But, like, in real life, the Patricks that you do know that would be doing that, you're like... Yeah, I, I hate. I you. don't want that. <laughs> Time for a big lesson. Big old wumbo lesson. Um, let's see. Do you want to go first? Or do you want me to go first? You go first. Okay. 
Um, mine's kind of a little downer this week. Um, and I feel like it's just because, like, these both these parts were, like, they're both, like, we talked about, like, it was, the, the first act was a little lighthearted and, like, more fun and stuff. But I feel like... It both, was still emotional, It's still emotional, like, but both these parts, like, lend to it being... These are both a little darker, I feel like, okay, than we've That's seen. good, because mine's a little lighter. It's not, like, it's not you know great super happy but it's not like deep you know okay it's not gonna send you on an existential crisis i love that i'm Good. gonna bring us back <laughs> you can save us Pulissa. hopefully all right so i got that uh trust can be tricky um so be careful mm-hmm. and i got that with the first part there because like again we the whole the whole premise of the first part is that neither plankton or mr Krabs were truthful about their emotions or intentions at all right mm-hmm. and then in the second part like we were talking about that people there was so much like false information being spread around and stuff like that um so and and that it's that's what's can be tough it's like i think we're so easy to trust people especially our friends or like news sources or like whatever it is like we're so easy to like read something or hear something and be like oh you know that seems right or like yeah whatever you're saying is believable um but you gotta be careful about it because sometimes like people are just trying to fear monger or people are trying to take advantage of you and you gotta just think for yourself i think a little bit you know do a little research that's good mine kind of goes uh hand in hand with yours because it is on the level of trust Uh and i'm really glad that i avoided that one because i almost said something very similar but mine was um the way you act every day says more about you than one like large moment okay Um, oh my gosh that's really good so (laughs) so for me act one i definitely think like you know Plankton, every single day, he's a crook. Uh-huh. And every single day, Mr. Krabs is anti-Plankton. So to think that they make these huge like 180 shifts to being friends, it's nice. It's nice to think that that would happen, but their track record proves kind of otherwise. Yep. And I've seen that a lot with like friendships, um, unfortunately. So it's like something that can kind of happen with some friendships is like, and I've, I've happened, it's happened to me personally where it's like, you have that one person who's like extra flaky all the time and then you give them like extra chances and they, they just don't follow through. Yeah. And like part of it, it's, it's sometimes it's not personal. Sometimes it is personal. Sometimes no, someone doesn't want to be, uh, wants to be polite and they want to say, Hey, sorry. Like, like I don't like you or whatever. Right. But, um, I do think it can be like in, in the second act, I think it's, uh, it can be flipped, you know, Gary has always been a kind snail and has never bit SpongeBob. Right. And when SpongeBob got bit, or where he bit, on when Squidward got bit too, both of those moments for SpongeBob were like, this is very out of character for him, so he's probably not feeling good. Yeah. And instead of taking him to the vet, you know, he went on that wild like, goose <laughs> chase chaos. situation. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but again, it like Gary's character shown through, and I think like when you spend every single day, like I'm not saying you have to be conscious about it, but what you do kind of like says more than everything and the only way that that can flip is if you do like a huge big dramatic thing i think like i like you only see people get canceled if they do something so yeah all they're like the list of good things but even then like like perfect examples like basketball players yeah like they get like some type of you know charge against them like the sometimes to the fandom that doesn't matter to them because they've have this huge legacy of things yeah and it's like i said yeah yeah it can be like a like i said it's it's a dual thing like it can be really good because you can you know good people will can be hopefully protected from slander yeah and then you know bad people like might get away with things right but it's something to be conscious about i do i think especially living now i really like your idea of character because i think that's a really good way to look at it sometimes too you know i think a lot of people like to think that people can change and stuff like that but if you look at their character and seem like no this is like a consistent happen with them because that's like a hard lesson that I've had to learn, especially in the like last like four or five years and stuff like that. It's just like you really want to believe that people change and like become better, but like most people, like, you got to really look at their character and see like that, that's mm-hmm. just who they are as people, you know? Yeah, what are they doing on the day to day? Right, exactly. Like um, and then again, like not to knock our current situation over the head, but like a lot of people like checking in on you who have never checked yeah. on, in on you before. And it like, again, we've talked about it before. It can be a little bit overwhelming, but it's also like, I think that also says something too. Yeah. I feel like if they haven't checked on you during the, like, and the I get time, it, they're like, not there for the times, good times. Like, why are they suddenly showing up for these like crappy times? Like I get like, it's, yeah. it's easier to think of someone in those times, but it's like, I don't know. It, it means 
to me, I feel like it means less. I'm sure, and other people it I've talked to. It cheapens it a little Yeah, bit. it does. Yeah, and that's what I've, most people I've talked to, we're like, especially being in New York, like everyone who's not in New York who is like, oh my gosh, are you okay? Like, how are things going? I was like, I haven't heard from you in like four years. Like, why are you now deciding to like text me? Yeah. You know? And like, for me, I, I do think that there are times, like there's a lot of people who I enjoy a lot, but I don't message them often. Yeah. And for me, a lot of the times it's because they never message back. Yeah. But it doesn't mean like you're not thinking of them, but I think you should be thinking of them in happy times and sad times, yeah. like not just in one moment. Like I will get drunk and text some friends and I'm like, oh my God, I miss you so much. You're so wonderful that I don't talk to, like I haven't talked to regularly in like months. Right. But again, I feel like it's it's all about the intentions and everything are there. So like my big lesson wasn't as chipper as yours, but what I said like, it's not super depressing either. It's no. more like it's in your hands. I do. And I do like how we like took some really crappy situations. Like again, like not to bring up like COVID again, but like that whole second part was about COVID. And like the first act is like really about like lying and creating toxic relationships. But we like were able <laughs> to create like this whole I know, cohesive. Yeah, cohesive like lesson. I think that's pretty good. Not too bad for an anniversary episode, yeah, I think. Not too awful. <laughs> it's not a tr- it's not a true anniversary episode. Nah. I don't know how many years that will be, but by then it will be good. Yeah, it'll be it'll Hopefully. be perfect. We'll have a whole panel at Comic Con or something like that. Oh, that'd be yeah. so cool. <laughs> uh so anyways, thank you so much for listening to this episode. As always, if you want to send us anything, some suggestions, comments, help us reach our our next uh year goal of where you know, people reach out to us all the time and it's just like we're flooded with emails. Oh, yeah. Um, instead of our kind friends emailing under different uh <laughs> names. You can do so at ismaysapodcast.com or you can email us at ismaysapodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on all the wonderful social media platforms. And of course, we want you to share with all your friends and your enemies. So in the nature of us you know, restarting mm-hmm. another year of this podcast, Josh, yeah. I think I decided I will give you another chance to prove yourself for this whole trust booth situation. All right. So I built this one. Oh my gosh, I'm ready. For 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 you and I'm gonna I'm gonna blindfold myself. Okay. And I'm just gonna let, you know, you take the wheel. All right. I have been like working out a little bit, so I think I can lift you this time. All right. Ready? Uh huh. Three. <sighs> Two, oh my God. one. Ugh, I got you. I got Come you. Come on, Josh. Ugh. Lift with your legs. Lift with your legs. Ugh.